Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 525 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's KB coming at you from Underground Studios and joining us for the first time in a long time. The people's champ, the host with the most, coming at you from the Pitts Cave all the way in Massachusetts, Mr. Patty Pitts. Yo, 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 what's popping on my peeps? It's been a minute since I've been in the underground studios i mean i'm getting shit going up here in new england we got marathon monday tomorrow going to support my dude jimmy cronk who's running in that race and then uh i'm also kyle we're team go fish and we've been team go fish for a little bit and that got any threes you got any got any threes go fish got, got any <laughs> got any shrimp we got a ton of it so I've been doing a lot of that and I mean waking up at four in the morning. I will say, all right, um this is not an ad read. This is not this is from the heart, Kyle. Okay, I'm speaking from the champ's heart. So Duncan, we know, not a sponsor, but Duncan is how I, you know, get my coffee, go to work, whatever. So because I wake up at four AM now, like I didn't think Duncan's were open at that time around me. I thought it was five. So I was like, I need another solution, energy solution. And I was like, wait, I have Dubby. Let me try Dubby Code before I go to work. Off. And so I've been, I took it, bro. I'm, I'm laser focused. I'm laser focused. I get dialed in. in. I'm dialed in. I have to do the list of all the restaurants that email me, like, hey, we want this today. Blah blah. blah. Do that. Then after that's done, I go and unload the freezer with all the frozen fish and whatnot. And by like you look at the clock, it's like, holy shit, it's 11 in the morning. I just been grinding for about four or five hours. Didn't even realize. And it's been dubby. All right. Like, I, I really got to give a round of applause because holy shit. Like, this is from the heart. Like, I'm not this. Is no bullshit. This shit works. It does. This shit works. We'll talk more about dubby in a little bit. Um, but we got a lot to dive into on this episode from the Phil's. The Sixers, the NBA playoffs, the NFL, and of course, uh, just, you know, Patty Pitts and I shooting the shit like we tend to do. Uh, but before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311 and KBIZZLE11 on Instagram. Follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts and at Pitsy35 on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. we're there. Leave a five-star review. It really does go a long way for helping the show continue to grow, helps more people find Underground Sports Philadelphia. And we're just trying to grow this thing and take it to the moon. And it really does help 
when you subscribe. So go subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave a five-star review. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of every podcast on our network, including this podcast twice a week. You get Outside the Box streamer season, F1 Underground, Top Bins, Get in the Hole. It's all on our YouTube channel. You get shorts, clips, live streams, you name it, it's there. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Pitsy, right now, as of this recording, we are sitting at 434 subscribers. We're trying to get to 500 by the end of the month. Let's make that happen. we got a little bit of a ways to go, but you guys can make that happen. Go subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend, smash that like button, ring the bell icon, and of course, Underground Sports Philadelphia is presented by the city of Vineland, our hometown. The city of Vineland municipal calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. The calendar, which is accessible at vinelandcity.org, is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the city of Vineland on their social media uh, pages via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube channel. Through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And also, big shout out to Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland for supporting this episode. Pitsy, we got to kick it off with the fight in Phil's. Baseball's here. Everybody is uh, acting like the sky is falling because the Phil's uh, off to a slow start. And I think everybody needs to realize once again, as we mentioned preseason, as the season kicked off, and we even mentioned on Wednesday show, baseball season is not like football season. The Phillies are 6-10 and 10 to start the year. They, as, as Jake from John Boy Media, I love this terminology here. Baseball series, it's three or four games. This Philly series against the Reds was four games. They won the bread games of the series. They won the first and the fourth. They lost the meat part of the series, the second and the third. I like that, too. Series is a sandwich. Better. You got bread games, you got meat games. Uh, but the Phils, everyone wants to talk about the negatives. Uh, and this is brought to you by our friends over at PHI Apparel Company, our official merch partners they're the best in the game, guys. Like, no doubt about it. You guys, with the, they've been supporting us since day one that, like, Tyler slid into my DMs and followed us on Twitter. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of Philadelphia and of our podcast network. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt you guys are going to stand out in the crowd at Citizens Bank Park, at the Wells Fargo Center for the Sixers in the playoffs, you know, when the season rolls around at the link for Eagle season at Subaru Park for the Union, hopefully also at the Wells Fargo Center for a Wings playoff game. Let's hope they get back on track and sneak into the playoffs. Uh, and you can rep Underground Sports Philadelphia. All of our podcasts have merch on the website, shirts, hoodies. We're working on some new merch for the spring and summer as well that I'm very excited for. Uh, you're going to stand out and people are going to be asking you, yo, where'd you get that shirt? Where'd you get that hoodie? It's PHI Apparel Company. And our listeners can use promo code UNDERGROUND 
for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all merch. Phils are 6-10 and 10 to start the year. Everyone wants to look at the negatives. You know, they're not hitting. They're not hitting with runners in scoring position. Pitching's not going deep into games. Phillies just won a season series, four games to three against the Cincinnati Reds. Sure, it's the Reds. Should you have won more games? Absolutely, but you won a season series. You're not going to see the Reds until 2024. Phillies have a season series in their back pocket. Yeah, this year it's different now. Typically, you'd play the Reds more often, but they switched the schedule up this year so that there's more interleague play. Say what you want about it. It's whatever. Um so, I mean, some of these National League games, they mean a little more because you're not going to see these teams as often, especially your your division games. But Phils have now won a series against uh, the Reds. They've tied a series against the Reds. And, you know, they, they just need to get back on track. They need to get back on track. It's still early. And I think the one thing that people are forgetting, you can still say it's early. It's 16 games into a 162-game season. You're also missing your number three starter. Yeah. You're missing your starting first baseman and your backup first baseman. You're missing Bryce Harper, who's going to be your first baseman, allegedly, when he comes back. Might not even need a minor league rehab assignment, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, which is pretty fucking wild uh, that Bryce Harper, you and I, are all of the same species. Um, It's insane. Really just, they just need to get back on track. They're they're finding their way through it, and there's been these outburst games like today when they won fourteen to three, um, you know, and then there's games like Saturday when they lost thirteen to nothing. Like that's baseball, but it's, it's also going April. to happen. It's, it's also April. April. You're not gonna play your best baseball between April and like mid June, really before the All Star break is just a trial and error period. For instance, let's. I mean, this is the Boston guy talking to calm down the philly fans do we not for remember joe girardi was your manager to start last season and you guys ended up in the world series i think whatever is happening in april i'm gonna take my own red sox for example which i know they're worst team and whatever but like there's more important sports on right now you know you got your basketball your hockey and other stuff that is in crunch time of their season where baseball, you just want an appetizer. It's an appetizer right now. So here's the thing with baseball, at least around here. Phillies fever is, is real. You know, after the run that the Phils went on last year, it's like everybody's reinvigorated by Phillies baseball. You know, they're back. The Flightons are back, which makes me happy because if you know me, baseball, I say this all the time on this podcast. It's my number one. I love Phillies baseball. I love baseball in general. Um, but I think a lot of the people who have been reinvigorated by baseball are failing to realize that, like, it's not football season. Like, yes, we just had the Eagles go on a Super Bowl run where every game kind of matters for the most part in the NFL schedule because there's so few of them. Baseball, if, if I, I've, I feel like I've said this like 17 times already this season. If you don't think a team can go on a, a stretch run and get above 500, in a 162 game season after starting six and ten you're kidding yourself the Phillies are not going to be under 500 for the the entire season like that's just they're too talented of a team they're gonna get guys back Makes just no relax sense. and like the weird part of this schedule so far too like going into um this coming series against the Chicago White Sox on Monday Tuesday Wednesday 
the Phillies have played three series already against American League teams. Started on the road in Texas against the Rangers. They played the Yankees, and now they're playing the White Sox. And then in the end of April, they're going to be playing Seattle and Houston. Like, half of their schedule so far has been American League teams and teams that they don't traditionally see um, outside of maybe the Yankees, like, here and there just because they do the, the regional thing. But, like, the Texas Rangers series to start the season, the Phillies have not beaten the Texas Rangers since, like, 2012. They're like 0-14 in their last 14 games against the Rangers. The Yankees, they're a good team. They're a good team. What, what can you say? You know, there, were there games in there that final game? Should you have won it? Absolutely, but you didn't. So what? You move on. You took two out of three from the Reds at home. You got to be able to beat the Marlins. Uh, they should have won that game on Wednesday. And then you took two out of four against the Reds on the road. You don't have to see them anymore. They kind of felt like a, a thorn in your side and were going to be annoying all year anyway. Now you got the White Sox, the Rockies, the Mariners, and the Astros. Oh, um, can I can I mention this to the people too, who think the sky is falling and you know a six and ten start is you know the Phillies are not going to get into the playoffs. Uh, the Houston Astros, the defending World Series champions, who unfortunately beat our Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series last year, they're six and eight to start the year. Just saying. A lot of similarities. Just, like but, but but nobody's pushing the panic button around the Houston Astros no. right now. No, no nobody's doing that. Houston's got a problem. No, nobody's doing. Uh, can I can I interest you in some other um, standings right now, Pat Pitts, for some of these teams that are you know were are traditionally good and and you know were playoff teams last year. Uh, the gold standard, the 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 snobs of baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, yeah, they're seven and nine. They're seven and nine to start the year, fourth in their division as well, behind uh, the Chicago Cubs and the Pittsburgh Pirates as well. Um, Let's see, that's a yikes. Can I interest you in the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are eight and eight? The San Diego Padres, who are eight and nine, and the San Francisco Giants, who are five and nine. Oh, can can I also interest you in? Um, let's see, you know, everybody's darling team, the Chicago White Sox, who the Phillies are going to be playing this week. They're six and ten. Uh, can I also interest you in the Houston Astros, who are seven and eight? The Seattle Mariners, who made the playoffs for the first time in twenty-one years last year, and were uh, an eighteen-inning. Bonco's game against the Astros away from advancing the playoffs. They're eight and eight. Uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, who have the two best players in all of baseball, they're seven and eight. It's fucking early. Yeah, everyone just relax, bro. Relax. Whoa. To take a page out of Aaron Rodgers' book before he started going on ayahuasca trips. R E L A X. It's going to be fine. Like, if there's any point in this schedule right now where the Phillies can, like, go in and get some wins and figure some things out about themselves. It's this upcoming schedule against teams like the White Sox, against teams like the Colorado Rockies when you're at home. So you're, you don't have to worry about your pitching and the altitude against the Rockies in that series. The Seattle Mariners, that's going to be a fun series because the Mariners are a fun team. The Phillies are a fun team. And then you go down to Houston for a World Series rematch against the Astros. It, it's It's going to be fine. Like, you shouldn't really panic in baseball until about, like, 40 or so games in. Then you start to decipher, like, okay, what are we? Where do we need to fix things? Exactly. These first few games to start the year, it's going to be fun. Like, you haven't even played the Nationals yet. You have the Detroit Tigers on your schedule this year. Uh, you, you've played three games against the Marlins, but the Marlins are a better team than they were last year. You have the Orioles on your schedule. You have the Pirates on your schedule. You have the Royals on your schedule. Things are going to even out as the season progresses. So everybody just pump the It's going to be fine. Relax. Uh, 
Pitts, we talked about this on Wednesday show, Matt and I did, as Bryson Stott has been unbelievable to start the season. 16-game hitting streak uh, to begin the 2023 campaign. Everybody in the daycare, as we call it here, the young guns of this Philadelphia Philly squad have been phenomenal. Um, but can I, can I interest you in some historical baseball facts? Please do. I love histor- historical facts. Bryson Stott. Uh, he ties a Phillies franchise record that is 73 years old. This was set back in 1950 with the Wiz Kids, or as they call them, the Wheeze Kids. The Kids. The player's name that Bryson Stott tied on this list is just phenomenal. To start a well, season with sixteen name? straight, it is classic baseball name. Um, I want you to try and guess this player's name. And like Matt and I did the, a little research on the player. He wasn't half bad for playing in the time period he did uh, from nineteen forty seven to nineteen sixty one. That's when his career spanned. Um, but can you guess the name of the player that Bryson Stott is now tied with in Philadelphia Phillies franchise lore for the longest hit streak to start a season? I want to say like John Beckenstein or do like, like um, Rufo Raldaldo. The true, the true name is kind of normal. It's the nickname that is. Wow. Okay. Electric. What is it? Uh, so his real name is Willie Jones. Oh, big Willie. But your your quotations for the nickname, uh, it is Willie Puddinhead Jones. Pudding head, that not pudding head. Pudding apostrophe. Puddin. There's no G. There's no so it's Puddinhead Jones. Puddinhead Jones. I love that. And name. Bryson Stott. That is that's an incredible name. That's electric. So what is this guy? Uh, he was a third baseman. Just has now. Been joined by Bryson Stott for the most hits to start a, a season in that's Philly's history. So funny. That's hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. Pudding Head Jones and Bryson Put Stott. Head. What's up, Just amazing. Um, Electric. Philly's popped off against the Reds today, and that was fantastic. They needed that to kind of, I think, just give themselves confidence in the fact that, like, they can hit the ball, they can score with runners in scoring position. Mm-hmm. Had a nine run first inning. To win 14 to 3, 23 hits. Just beautiful. Um, we also got to remember that, like, even though he's been good and he had the one slip up start on Saturday, Matt Strom is in the starting rotation for this team right now. Yeah, that was what I thought he was more of a reliever. He is. Ranger Suarez is injured right now. Um, so we're waiting for him to just come back. Uh, so Matt Strom has been kind of stretched out to be a, a starter to try to go like five innings every time out. He's been great. You know, he just had his first slip-up start on on Saturday. Other other than that, he's been great as a starter. Um, People got to realize that. Like, you have a reliever as a starter right now. The bullpen's getting taxed because the starters aren't going deep into games, which is kind of a problem. Uh, The base running outside of today has been atrocious. And... They just they they have guys in this lineup who like traditionally probably shouldn't be on this team just because of injuries, missing Bryce Harper, missing Reese Hoskins, missing Derek Hall. 
you're going to have guys in a lineup with three power bats like that and three, you know, locks in the lineup almost outside of Derek Hall. Like, he's a bench guy, but, you know, mm -hmm. he can DH on any given day. Oh, yeah, for sure. With Reese and Bryce out, you're going to have guys on this team that are traditionally not meant to be on a major league roster. No, and that's what happens with injuries. Just you got to face it. Um, It also seems like the Phillies have a new dugout toy uh, that was displayed today. Well, what was they have, it? They have a prosthetic gold thumb. <laughs> that is a thumbs up. <laughs> Dude, these toys are getting electric. Like the one you sent me, I think it was the Orioles. Yeah. The, the funnel. That's a light. I'm, I'm all the water about, bong. Yeah, I, I, I'm all about these little toys because that's what makes baseball entertaining from yeah. the side of the fan who can't watch the game you know it just it's it brings that extra element to it i love it um so there's a, a gold thumb running amok in the Phillies so dugout funny. which is hilarious um pitsy i wanted to get your your thoughts now that we're kind of you know full swing season uh into baseball there's a tweet today about your red Sox and the length of the game today against the angels yes when an hour and 57 minutes dude dude this has been the talk of my house right now between Dickie Pitts and I. He has such a rejuvenated spirit when it comes to baseball because of the pitch clock. He thinks it is the greatest thing to be added to the sport. Probably, I don't even know since when. Like, he, he so, loves it. I, it. It hasn't bothered me. I've I've watched games on TV and I've been to games so far this season. Hasn't really felt too different. Um, I do want to point this out though. And I think this is a great counterpoint to the pitch clock and like figuring out the logistics of it. Uh, friend of the program follows us on Twitter. Uh, Nick Picone does a lot of the mashing up of the actual plays that happen with the radio broadcasts in Philadelphia, which is awesome. Um, he tweeted this. Here's the thing. I don't have any, uh, uh, excuse me. I don't have a very strong opinion about the pitch clock yet, but most baseball specific stadiums are built so people can enjoy the scenery and the things to do around the ballpark during the course of a game, especially families. I don't know whether these game times will affect uh, these situations much, but as someone who loves Citizens Bank Park, I don't want to go and be rushed out after two hours. The experience does matter. So, I fully agree yeah. with that. I fully That's agree with point. that. I didn't even because when you go that. to a baseball game, like that is something that's kind of like it's built into baseball culture. It's like go experience the ambiance of a stadium because every stadium is different. It's not like a cookie cutter type situation. Like every stadium in major league baseball is so different and you take in so many different aspects of all of these stadiums. That's why it's the number one thing on my bucket list that I want to do is go experience a game at every major league stadium. Um, and like every stadium is different from citizens bank park to Fenway to Camden Yards where Yankee I've been Stadium. like Yankee Stadium like I'm hopefully going to the Red Stadium in June like there there's so much that like you take in and like even like stadiums out west that I've been to like Colorado and Arizona like it, it is that ambiance thing and that experience of going to a baseball stadium and seeing what every team has to offer and I do feel like the pitch clock can take away from that because you know we saw with Dollar Dog Night at the Philly Stadium a couple of nights ago Bro. Those lines were unbelievable, and 
effectively with the pitch clock now where back, you know, even just last year, dollar dog night, you're standing in line. You're only going to miss maybe an inning or two with how long the lines are. Now you kind of have to pick and choose. Do I want to stand in line and get these dollar dogs or do I want to stay at my seat and not miss four and a half innings? And that's the thing. It's four and a half. Like that, that, that's a good chunk of change in a baseball game. You're missing so much, and then like basically paying to go stand in a line and watch the game on a TV screen. Yeah, when you can just go buy hot dogs at your grocery store and make them at home and do the same thing at home. Have a little tail tailgate for yourself beforehand. Get your own dog. That's dog the tough game. part, I think, with the pitch clock and like some things that are going to have to be figured out with it. Um. So my counterpoint to that is, I feel like the stadiums should open their doors maybe an hour before or an hour earlier i mean than what they already do because then you get that yes. opportunity to or have on the flip side through. like extend it kind of like minor league baseball does where you have your fireworks nights and like a lot of teams now like i'm going to one in june with the fills um like post-game concerts and stuff like that like make the experience more because you're you're being cut short now with the pitch clock of the time you get to spend at the stadium and you know the big topic in the streets was our boy Matt Strom coming out very against uh, some of these stadiums extending their beer sales times to the eighth inning, which I completely agree with his point. Like I understand where he's coming from, and if you want to do that, make it so that the experience at the stadium is a longer term thing. You know, have a fireworks thing, have stuff for the kids after the game like kids stroll the bases more often you know yeah stuff like that like make it a family baseball more than any other sport is such a family sport that like you said either open the stadium up an additional hour beforehand or have events going on after the game that make it enticing to stay at the stadium and enjoy the experience of being at your favorite team stadium because if you're going to do that if you're going to have, for instance, let's just take today's game of the hour and 50 minutes, whatever. Usually you would leave the stadium, no pitch clock, probably around 11, 11, 15 on a 7, 7.05 uh, first pitch. Now, because of that time limit there, you, you get 9.30. And even on like the quicker side, you might get out of there like 10.30. Would, yeah, or or even, you know, 9, 9.30. Yeah, 9.40. Like. like, but that's perfect time, especially in the summer, to – have families just stay maybe you know you kind of like i don't know you you make the i'm just using fenway's example because of yaki way is that you kind of open the doors in a way for the restaurants and the places Mm -hmm. and you know maybe if you don't want to go into a legit restaurant be like damn i I do want another beer or the kids want to play whatever game is right there Dude, set up some fucking uh, the b- little stand-up bars, uh, you know, uh, outside these stores or places, and then they just stand there and set these. Like, you gotta make it more of an enjoyable entertainment experience. And even those little events like concerts, I mean, on my end, if you threw a wrestling show in there somehow, um, I'm sorry, but we got a lot of good wrestling in New England. I don't know what you guys got down there in Philly, but. I mean, there's a lot of different things like that. And I said wrestling show could be any sort of entertainment, really. That's what makes it enjoyable. And also, let's think business side of things. Do you know how much money you could make off that extra hour or two? Just because you had some, you know, performance, maybe, you know, a a magician or a comedian. Or even imagine like some of these like 
day games or like 405 starts that now they're getting done around like 645 seven o'clock imagine like they do like at the at the minor league parks where it's like oh hey we're having a a movie night after and we're gonna put a movie up on the big screen Ooh, that'd be a really good idea you know movie especially with the phillies new revamp mega jumbotron that they have throw a movie up on that bad boy for the kids like then you can extend your concession sales a little bit the owners are not grumpy about losing money. You extend your alcohol sale, you know, to whenever. It's all about and then, money. We're just telling you know, you, you want to have the movie ticket additional into your your game ticket, maybe. It's either one of those things where it is your game ticket, like they do for the concerts, or, like, maybe it's an additional $5 or something like that. If you, dude, you just put it this way. An additional $5 to those ticket sales adds up. That's that's yeah. I'm gonna leave. It, it adds up. Like imagine, like you have Saturday night games over seven oh five because it's a four oh five start or whatever. I'm just going long ball, you know, estimation there. And then you have a, a hour and forty five minute Disney movie or something that goes up on the big Dude, screen. Any goddamn movie? Do you know how do movie like if you make it a drive in experience at the ballpark, like, or if you want to keep it going, like you put a baseball movie on. Angels in the outfield, boom! There it is. Like the bang. natural. Like there's just so many that you just the Sandlot. Go on. Like you just put Sandlot. a baseball movie on. Like I think that would be such a good idea to just like compensate with some of the the losing of time at the ballpark. I think we just solved. We just solved the problem, Kyle. We just we really just did right there. I, Rob I Manfred, call us. That's what. Call us. That's why. That's why I wear this. That's why I'm the champ, baby. Ah oh, man, you get it. We we just get it. We're just built different, you know. We are. We, we are, are just man. built different. Uh, Pitts, as we always do on this show during baseball season, it is time for the NLE's run differential. Yeah, I love this. This is one of Pitts' favorite things when I told him oh, that we do. It's so this. creative. I love it. Uh. It is brought to you by our pals over at Kenwood Beer. Actually, no, we're gonna say we're gonna save Kenwood for a little bit. It's brought to you by our friends that you mentioned earlier, W Energy. Oh my! Do you want me to go on a tangent? Listen, because the NL East run differential is energized, and uh, W Energy is the best in the game. Happy birthday to W! Uh, celebrating two years now, and uh, they just released a new flavor and a new shaker. That I ordered instantly. I ordered that flavor instantly. I sent it to you. Pitts, what was your instant reaction to the new Dubby flavor? Dude, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was Cali O cream, which is mango orange cream. I mean, I'm a big fan of oranges and cream and a little bit of mango in there, a little sweeten up. I mean, that's another flavor that I'm gonna have to add when I order. I was telling my parents, like, I'm gonna order Dubby now. Instead of coffee, because I'm going to get there, I make it myself at home, I got a little shaker, then I get to work a little earlier, every business loves employees that show up earlier, and I'm saving extra money in my pocket. It's brilliant, yeah, Each dubby. dubby tub I'm getting is effectively everywhere. 30 drinks. It's 30 drinks. Dubs everywhere. You're paying like a dollar a drink. Um, dubby wants to clean up the energy game, and they're doing it, they've been doing it for two years now. Uh... I ordered the new flavor. I can't wait to try it along with the new Panda Shaker. That Panda's awesome. 
Yeah, the Nifty Panda over here, which I tweet that out. I don't think anyone got it. That's my old gamer tag for Xbox. You got to get that shaker now. That dude, I was the panda. You are am, the panda. I am a panda. Panda pits. See, somebody gets it. There we go. Like, I need to get it. I got to order it. I'm in on that. Good shit, W. W, zero sugar, zero calories, no maltodextrin fillers, no artificial colors or dyes. And they want energy drinks to get rid of that bad rap that they have and and be clean, be better. There's no crash, no jitters. Pits and I can both attest to that. I can test. There's none. There's no jitter. uh, They are indeed the best in the game. So go to W.GG, use code underground. You get 10% off any and all orders from our friends over at W. That's W.GG, code underground for 10% off your order. Pitts, the NL East run differential. Another team has entered the positive spectrum. Uh, But this is what it looks like right now. The Atlanta Braves. The New York Mets, the Miami Marlins, the Philadelphia Phillies, and the Washington Nationals. That is the uh, order of standing in terms of record. Okay. The Atlanta Braves, Pitts, what is your guess for their run differential? Um, okay, can you give me like a, an alert of when uh, we're in positives and negatives? So, I don't... so the first two teams that I will name for you are positive. in the positives. Okay, uh, records. I'm going to go the Braves have a 16 Pretty close. Positive 24. All right, not bad. Not far off. Uh, but for a team that's 12 and 4, you would kind of expect it to be maybe a little higher. But A little higher. Uh, next up are the Lowell New York Mets, sitting at 10 and 6 on the year. They are also cool. positive now. I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go 13. Pretty damn close. They are plus 12. Plus 12. I mean, it helps when you're playing the Oakland Athletics. You score some runs. Um, Next up on the standings. Yeah, we'll get to the possum. Uh, (laughs) Next up in the standings in the NL East is the Miami Marlins sitting at 8-8. I'm going to go negative 5. They are a whopping negative 26. Oh, we're – oh. But sitting at 500. They are one of those outliers where their record is better than the runs. They're winning close games. Okay, so does that mean the last two teams are worse run differentials? Not exactly. The Marlins oh. have the worst run differential in the division right now as of okay. this recording. Okay, good. Okay, these are questions we need to ask. I'm going to go uh, the next one, Phillies. Next up is the Phillies sitting at 6-10. and 10. Yeah, I don't think they're that bad. That's why I, I had to ask that. Uh, I'm going to go negative 11. Pretty close, negative 16. Okay. Not bad. Phils, they've they've had two games where they got absolutely shellacked this year, sixteen to three, and then thirteen to zero. So that's, but then they've bounced back and they've had, you know, today, today they win whatever it was, uh, I'm blanking, fourteen to three, yeah. and then they also beat the Marlins fifteen to three. So like they've they've counterbalanced those a little bit, but still in the negatives, uh, looking to get back on track. And then the stolen franchise, Washington Nationals, at five and eleven. Pits their run differential. I'm gonna go negative. Tw- I'm gonna go negative nineteen. Oh, I wish you would have stayed where you were. They are a negative twenty. Oh damn it! You got trust you got Pits. That's why you're the champ. Oh, it's tough. But damn, I would have won if prices. I still win if prices right. I'm yeah, you were not too far off there. there. Uh, the the best run differential in the National League right now is the Milwaukee Brewers at plus twenty eight, uh, and the worst in the National League. 
looks to be the Colorado Rockies at a negative 27. That's terrible. And then looking in the American League, the best, those Tampa Bay Rays. They finally lost, uh, but they are at a plus 72 in the run differential category. Uh, They're a wagon so far. They are a tank. And then the worst run differential in all of baseball, the Oakland A's at a negative 63. Dude, just give up. Just just wave the white flag. I told everybody preseason, fade the A's this year. If you're a gambling person, you will make lots of money. They are 3-13 and 13 this year. Uh, it's terrible. It seems like they needed a lo- new location. Which I said on Twitter, screw this whole Vegas thing. Move the A's to Sacramento. Dude, it's the right move. Do you see that move crowd last sack. night? Did you see that Light crowd? The beam. Light the beam. Light the beam. I mean... The Kings are fun, man. The Kings are fun. Dude, I I just there's so many problems. I'm kind of waiting for you to bring it up, but I just they're they got issues not only with the team, but their their stadium woes too. I just We gotta talk about this. Um the Oakland A's, formerly the Philadelphia A's, so there is an adjacency bias there. Um they have a possum in their stadium that has overtaken the opponent broadcast booth and the fans or the the broadcast teams cannot go into those booths because of all of the possum uh droppings and (laughs) urination that has taken place uh in said broadcast booth dude that possum just blitzkrieg the announcer's booth it's so funny dude like how do you do that how do you have a possum in your stadium It is so bad. Like, how do you go? How do you just like let a possum just live in your stadium and you are an MLB field? I just don't get it. It is gross. Um, the possum is huge. And everyone's talking about, you know, they, they, they A's have to get like, it, it is a, it is a poor job by the Oakland A's ownership by Major League Baseball and everything to not just go in there with animal control, figure out the situations that are going on in that stadium so that it is a tenable venue for both home and away teams. And like play like safety is an issue there. It's, it's bad. It's a bad move PR wise for the A's to let this happen. Like it's, it's just a bad look overall, and you don't – like, this is the last place you want to be is that you can't have announcers in your booth. That's such a bad look for your organization that, you know, maybe they're trying to steer into the skid with, like, oh, let everything fall so we have to get out of Oakland. It's like, no, they, like, these are lives of people that we have to take care of, okay? And it just doesn't like seem like we're doing so that. so bad. Like, you're putting so many people at risk, and, like – Yes, it's an animal, but like, imagine if the thing is rat. Like, if it has rabies, like, you don't know. You don't know. And that thing, like, I sent you that picture from front office sports. That animal is huge. It's a, it's a big possum. That uh, thing is pretty, huge. Pretty big possum. Like, I wouldn't want my team going and playing there. If I was a player, I wouldn't feel comfortable going and playing in that stadium for a number of reasons. It could fucking fall on you at this point. Like, who knows? It is bad. But I said move the A's to Sacramento. Like, everybody's talking about Vegas this, Vegas that. I'm tired of the sports teams moving to Vegas. Yeah, it was good. I feel like 
we had a nice rush of them and necessary with football, hockey. You know, I would have liked basketball too, but you know, they got a WNBA team. So you at least got basketball represented there. My issue is that now it's, let's think of different places. Uh, what was that place? It was at North Carolina that they wanted to put mm-hmm. a baseball team. Maybe put them there. Nashville. Nashville. That was it. Nashville. I mean, that's, Everyone's talking about, oh, I'm going to Nashville. I'm I think going Vancouver to is like being talked about as an expansion Vancouver. city too, which really? I kind of like since there's only one uh, Canadian team. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's the, I would Montreal Expos. Put us, put us in Sacramento. Put the A's in Sacramento. You saw okay. how they turned out for the Sacramento Kings, a city that almost lost their basketball team, uh, a city that just seems like they are dying for for sports. And you still keep them in California. Like California is still a hot area. Keeps the A's like relatively close. Like I'm trying to see. It's um, like a couple of hours at least. Maybe like eight hours. Let's see. Sacramento to Oakland is literally an hour and a half. Oh, I didn't. Which California time might be like two and a half, three hours. But you're going from the Bay Area inland. So like. I, I see no issue there. I don't either. I know I thought Sacramento seems like a logistically smart move, and uh, I would like to see the Sacramento Athletics. I would like to see it. So, stop right. the Vegas stuff for a little bit. The Vegas stuff. It's just, it's it got too old too quick. It it did. I feel like they need. It was to. like the Golden Knights was fun, and then Golden Knights like, awesome. That was their best move. And then it was like, oh, we're going to put the Raiders there. And it's like, eh. I would like another team other than the Raiders, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like another team. The Raiders just did not feel like they were. They're not good. That's another trash franchise. Um, like, they're a historic franchise. but like yeah, Historic, but they've just gone down the shitter the past few years. They just keep moving them, too. And it's just like, eh. Like, there's no historical tie to Las Vegas for a team like the Raiders. No. But you move the Oakland A's to Sacramento, I think it would be a very, very smart move by Major League Baseball if if they do want to move them. Um, like, if they don't build another stadium in Oakland, move them to Sacramento. It's not that far. Still keep them in California. Still keep the, the AL West, you know, ties there. And I wonder how far Sacramento is to Anaheim. Oh, so that's a little far. That's like six hours. There's that's closer because, yeah, Anaheim's closer to L.A. Yeah. Just for my own knowledge, uh, that would be like more L.A., uh, Santa Barbara that way, where Oakland and Sacramento are more north. So just make it happen. I mean, and then it makes it still keeps kind of that Bay Area between uh, San Francisco and and Oakland with the interleague play there and everything. So. I would like to see that. I think that would be very fun. Sacramento deserves it. I think they are a city that is dying for more sports, like I said, and I think they would be a good fan base as well to uh, bring everybody into. So, Agreed. Sacramento A's, let's make it happen. Um, Pitts, let's go from the baseball diamond to the hardwood. It's brought to you by our friends over at Kenwood Beer, the official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Uh, they are a refreshing light beer, 4.1% ABV, 127 calories, 10 grams of carbs. You guys can go to kenwoodbeer.com 
Use the Kenny tracker. See who has Kenwood beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You can also go to your local Philadelphia liquor store and get it at your liquor store. Or if you're in Eastern Pennsylvania, you can get it at your local Whole Foods. Light body, light calories, plenty of flavor. The best light beer on the planet. Must be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, guys, please drink responsibly. Pitts, the Sixers, took care of the Brooklyn Nets in game one. 121 to 101. Your guy, James Harden, absolutely phenomenal game. Six threes, was absolutely deucing on his old team. Uh, Nick Sirianni rang the bell. It was a beautiful. You just knew that was going to happen. Beautiful scene. And uh, Joel Embiid did his thing. Tyrese Maxey did his thing. The threes were falling. The Sixers set a franchise record for the postseason for most three-pointers made in a postseason game. Uh, James Harden was one three-pointer away from tying Allen Iverson for the most three-pointers by an individual player in a postseason game. He had seven, I believe, and Allen Iverson had eight in a game. That's the only person uh, he missed there. Um the Nets just did not look like like Mikael Bridges is that guy. He will always be that guy. I love Mikael. But as soon as the Sixers made adjustments, the Nets don't have anybody to go toe-to-toe with the Sixers. No, they don't. They're not a strong team now that they got rid of basically everybody. I mean, they're just not a playoff team to me that can make it far. And, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this series just goes five with the Sixers. Sixers are very. It wouldn't shock me if they end up sweeping them. I don't want to say that because I, I don't like to. I'll say it. You could say it. You're the Sixers. Like if the Sixers win, which they should, game two at home on Monday, as you guys yeah. are listening to this, uh, and then go up to Brooklyn game three on Wednesday, they're closing the series out in four and winning on Saturday. See, I see a weird win that the Nets get, like some weird, like, all oh, the Sixers were off, mm-hmm. maybe got a little too cocky, whatever. But it, it won't go six or seven by any means. It's just no. not one of those series where I'm more interested in the Sixers Celtics eventual series. Like yeah, that, that's, that's when the playoffs when, actually start. That's to me when it starts too. I mean, the Hawks are great. Uh, I won't speak too much on the Celtics here, obviously, but uh, you know they they just my issue with a six, Sixers Celtics series incoming. The Celtics not being able to finish. Uh, I mean, dude, the Hawks. They were blowing them out. It was literally like you were playing your three-year-old niece or nephew in a video game, and they let them come back, essentially. I mean, it should have been an easy 25, 30-point win, but they let them come back. And not to say that the Hawks aren't a bad team, you know, or are a bad team, I mean, and you know, but they have guys like Trey Young, um, DeJounte Murray, all that, but, like, dude, you can't let them They're not that guy. They're not those guys. They're just not those guys. And if you play a team like the Sixers, who can play a full sixty, it's it's that's going to be your biggest challenge. So I'm looking towards that where the Hawks like. I saw a great tweet about the when the Celtics Hawks game was on. I forget who it was. He was I think it was either Kyle Newbeck from Philly Voice might have tweeted it. He said uh, the worst thing Ben Simmons ever did in his career was making the Hawks look like a contender. That's so true. Um, oh, God. Jock Vaughn, though, the Brooklyn Nets head coach, sounded like an absolute doofus after the game, uh, saying that he hopes in game two that the refs will start calling travels and uh, violations on Joel Embiid. Buddy, you didn't lose the game by, like, three points. You lost by 20. Yeah. You lost 121 to 101. Um, find a new slant. 
as Sixers fans famously have said. Um, Bro, touch grass. That's what like, you you got to learn. Joel Embiid, he's on his way to winning the MVP, too. Yeah, everyone's saying uh, Jokic, though. But, like, not, why? Not what the I official don't... tracker is saying. Okay, a lot of good. confirmed votes out there, and Embiid's got a, a hefty amount of the first-place votes. Um, so it does seem like Joel Embiid is on his way to winning his first MVP award, which is great. Um, Joel's that guy. Like, he does things that will frustrate you, and the traditional basketball mind is going to be like, oh, this is that. But no, like, Joel's going to go get his beautiful post-game press conference with Joel's son playing with his uh, his toy trucks as well uh, at the podium. Just mwah, beautiful. Um, the Sixers should handle the Nets. No problem. Um, and then the real playoff series starts when it's Sixers Celtics. Uh, I was at the homie Zoe and Seamus uh, Clancy's live pod for Broad and Forever on Friday, and I asked them this hypothetical, Pitts. I'm going to ask you okay. the same one. All right, let's try Who shows up to more games in person for their team's respective series against the Sixers. Ben Simmons for the Nets or Anna Horford for the Celtics. You're going to make me talk ill, Ill Al Horford. That's my guy, dude. I love Al. You guys did not like him in Philly. So they said, they said, Anna's got an army. I was like, sure, but will she She's leave from behind the keyboard? <laughs> She's a, She is a class A keyboard warrior. Yeah, let's let's just call it as we see it. She, she sucks. Dude, she's got really quick Twitter She fingers. sucks. I love it because she's all about the Celtics, so I can't, I can't. But it's also more. like I do agree from you. She's on the record, and so is Al's brother. Like, oh, Al hated his time in Philadelphia. It's like nobody made him sign the contract. He didn't have to sign that contract. Yeah, dude, it just made no sense why he went. You know, like, like he chose to sign it. He could have chose to sign anywhere he wanted. He was a free agent. That the I whole agree. point of free agency: you can sign wherever you want. He didn't have to sign the contract. No, it just it was like the most head scratching maneuver, like signing. Like, why are you going to Philly? Shame no on us for thinking another supervillain of Philadelphia could like be a good guy here. Um, that is a shame on you. But I said, I said it doesn't matter. Like they both said, Anna Horford will probably show face for one game, and I was like, yeah, will she come out from behind the keyboard? Al Horford show is going to show up though. Get ready for that. I don't know. Hey. Al's been slowing down lately against Embiid. Especially that last game that solidified him as the MVP. I'm just saying, different type, different tempo in playoff basketball, man. Different, different vibe. We'll see. It, it, there's a there's a lot on the line for this Sixers uh, organization. We might have playoffs. to do live stream. Oh, we Seriously. we will definitely be doing some sort of live stream. Multiple, I need multiple. I I need that happening. Multiple watch alongs. Yes. And uh, you know the. NBA playoff basketball is just so fun. It's so fun. I love it. I love it. Everyone talks about the NHL playoffs, and, like, I haven't experienced that truly in, like, full effect since 2010 uh, for it to actually mean anything. Um, (laughs) That's, like, the last time I felt anything with playoff hockey. 
I mean, what a moment, though. It was like we had the bubble for like a hot minute, but like that was Mickey Mouse. So like, were whatever. you guys really in the bubble? Yeah, we won the it. we won the round robin for seeding of the top four teams of the. We were the one seed in the bubble. No fucking way, really? <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. That's hilarious. We beat the Senators, I think it was, or no, the Canadians. We we beat the Canadians, and then uh, we got bounced by the Islanders. Okay, well, yeah, but it was Mickey Mouse, so it doesn't count. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> playoff hockey, everybody talks about it and how fun it is, and it's like maybe one day I'll experience that, but not anytime soon. Playoff basketball is just so much fun, especially around here, like with how invested people are in the Sixers and like, yeah people who journeyed through the process like myself and like we're sitting at, at home and, and watching a 10 win team at one point and um, just seeing where we are now, like mm-hmm. playoff basketball is just different here. And like playoff baseball last year was just like, you watched us oh, beautiful experience all that. Thing. And then obviously NFL playoffs are just like their own beast and like the Eagles NFL are always in the mix. Yeah. So yeah, it's there. It's always going to be like but playoff basketball is just like, all right, let's go. And this is where it gets awesome, Pitts. So our uh, local broadcast on NBC Sports Philadelphia, Kate Scott, she is a legend. I love mm-hmm. Kate. She is magnificent. Mm-hmm. Hopefully very soon, Kate will be able to come on this podcast because what she is are? one of my white whales. Um, during the game against the Nets, I'm going to read this Reddit post to you and – I want your instant reaction okay. to this happening because there is photo proof of this happening as well. So, on Sixers Reddit, Kate Scott just ran down to the bottom of section 112, hyped up the crowd in front of her, and then took a beer from one of the fans and slammed a big gulp back. She's growing on me for sure. That's incredible. And I there's knew. photo evidence of Kate Scott slamming said beer. She's an icon. She is an icon. Like, that's how you know Philadelphia Sixers basketball is. Just some of the best stuff out there is when your local TV broadcast has somebody coming down from their broadcast position to slam a beer with the people and get them hyped up like she's Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's that's exactly what local news people's job should be. Is I love it. Like that with the fans. She's our play by play analyst. That's even better. That and is going awesome. down and slamming a beer with the she is one of us. One of I love Kate Scott. She is awesome. And you know what Kate Scott might also be really great at Pitts? What? Using our new partner Wasted Wedge. There it is. There it is. There it is. That's, that's, weird. that's a segue. Uh, guys, I want to tell you about a brand new way to drink shots with your friends and family when you're playing golf from our new friends at Wasted Wedge. Pitsy, you spend a lot of summertime out on the course with the boys. I you're going to have to get a Wasted Wedge for, the, for the, uh, the old golf bag. I might have to throw that in. That might be my new job. Wasted Wedge is going to change the way you enjoy celebrating drinking on and off the course. I want you all to think of the stereotypical shot ski, turn it into a much cleaner, sleeker golf wedge. No super glue involved, no glass shot glasses involved, and there's attachments. You can just add on to it. More shots, more fun. Uh, 
you can check out their full lineup of Wasted Wedges and merchandise at WastedWedge.com and find them on Instagram and Facebook at Wasted Wedge. Remember the name, WastedWedge.com. Pitsy, we had one at the, the live tailgate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is so cool. It is one of the coolest items out there. It has a perfect, like, condensed carrying bag that fits in the side pocket of oh, your golf bad. bag. It is magnificent. It's all made right here in the U.S. of A. And it is, it is a beautiful, beautiful addition to the golf course, your parties, your tailgates, bachelor parties. You and the boys get it buzzing. I got a wedding coming up in South Carolina, so you might have really to you might going. have to order one and send it down there for the boys. I think I might have to send it to the groom. And be like, I think you need this for you. Here wedding. we go. Uh, Wasted wedge. Very happy to have them on board with us. And of course, you guys, twenty one and older, to uh, yeah, use the alcohol that you're using with the wasted wedge, and you know, take your shots responsibly. But shout out to wasted wedge. People were asking left and right, where'd you get the golf club? Where'd you get this? It's one of our awesome sponsors, Wasted Wedge. Remember the name. Pitsy, let's uh let's recap the NBA playoffs though a little bit. You know, some things that stood out to you. Your Celtics, like you said, they, they have a tough time closing, but they do get a dub. Dude, uh, massive dub. That was Giannis awesome. Giannis gets injured. Yeah, I saw this. I was having dinner with the fam and I got a text message that Giannis went to the locker room for a hand or back. I forget what the notification is. Yeah, I think it was. I have it right here. Um Lower back contusion did not return for the remainder of Bucks Heat. That's tough. That is really tough too. And the Heat end up winning. Like that's if you're gonna lose Giannis and the Bucks are gonna like the Bucks are known for having notorious injuries at the worst time in the playoffs. You don't have Chris Middleton. Oh, he's still not back. He's still not back. He's still injured. Jeez, that's that's, that's tough. tough. Um. The Kings obviously like the beam, and they win oh. their opening game. The Lakers upset the Grizzlies. Oh, they did. They end up. They did. Okay, I fell asleep during that game. Um, you know, the the Cavs kind of get a little bit embarrassed against the Knicks. Yeah, that was embarrassing. I thought the Cavs would take that. Yeah, I, 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 I think I think it's much. a lot of young guys on that Cavs team that they're still kind of learning the tricks of the trade, and mm-hmm. you know. I think they'll ultimately end up winning that series. Um, I can't see the Knicks. I but it's going to be a dogfight. I can't watch the Knicks no. in the playoffs. I just – no one wants that. See the no. prices at the Garden for tickets to the Knicks playoff games? No, how how astronomical. Somebody tweeted out um, a screenshot of them. I'm going to pull it up here. Because tickets for Monday's game for the Sixers, like they're like – 65 70 bucks pop like not terrible and it's the playoffs. what yeah oh wires are so much so much more expensive um oh i'm looking this up i have to look this up. the Cavs knicks at madison square garden there there's not a ticket cheaper than like 460 dollars and that's like nosebleeds yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this up. Uh, look this up right now because lower bowl like... that I'm looking at right now. There's nothing cheaper than like the cheapest one I can see, and it's like all the way back is five hundred and sixty one dollars. Yeah, section uh, one uh, one hundred one for nosebleeds for Celtics, but that that's fine. That that's not that crazy to me, to be honest. For I can tell you the the price t- for tickets right now for the Sixers. On one ticketing app that I'm looking at right now, cheapest ticket Monday seven thirty tip. Um, 
standing room, 71. You can get two tickets, though, for 74 each. Okay, that's not bad. That's not, not bad, bad at all. all. Not bad at all. And it's the playoffs. Like, those are playoff tickets. Especially if you're the Knicks. I'm sorry. There's tickets like, for $2,000 for the Knicks yeah, that aren't even, like, courtside. Yeah, that's just New York being New York. Yeah. Like, Sixers right now, I'm looking at it's bro. $73, $81, $84. Like, very doable yeah, in terms of postseason tickets. We should see the Bruins tickets, dude. Those are fucking... That's a whole other animal. Bruins tickets are insane. Yeah, They're, like, upwards of, me. like... 200 that doesn't surprise me they're the best team in the nhl so it's gonna be so great when they lose and like how will you just shut your little trap over there all right (laughs) and let boston enjoy the one championship we'll get maybe this year instead of the potential three all right do you know how hard it is being a patriots fan right now all right we got that shit going on it's nice to see the bruins and celtics picking up the slack that's all i gotta say it's just very nice to see our other teams because the Sox stink Holy shit. I mean, they they're still building up. They're still in their rebuild phase. I don't know, man. It's just I, I can't watch a game right now. I, I, be I'm right. going to the game. I'm not going to watch this. Phil's, well. Phil's and Red Sox play uh, next weekend. OK, well, I'll watch that because that's the, I have like an emotionally vested in that technically. But like or not I next mean, week, two weekends from now. But still, oh, wait, wait, like the 20 something weekend. Mother's Day weekend, May. Oh, May five, right. six, seven. Okay, never mind, because the wedding, I'm going to be in South Carolina for uh, the 20th, the last week in April, essentially, is uh, the wedding going to, which that's going to be electric. Pitts, we also had the timeline and some discourse about a uh, tip-off tonight for the NBA playoffs. Timberwolves Nuggets in Denver tips off at 1030 Eastern time. Ew! Just brings us back to a podcast staple, the West Coast catering of tip-off times, start times for games, needs to stop yeah listen that game could have easily been an eight o'clock eastern time tip for a sunday that's still i think in denver that would still be six o'clock it's not like everybody's coming from work it's sunday like what are we doing i have a real issue with it because one thing i've learned in my 26 years on this planet is that the east coast cares about their sports they treat it like it's another part of their culture where the west coast they care about hollywood and entertainment and all that stuff and if you're asked you're gonna say to me well it's kind of just stereotypical no i goddamn lived it with another pits okay the other pits living out in california when you go visit him and you go to the bars and you go to all that stuff like they don't have games on they may have one game on because it's like i mean it's cultural you have to throw at least Mm -hmm. something on but, like, they don't cater to sports like they do here. So I feel like we need to, you know, obviously include them and, you know, be respectful of them. So maybe you do give a little weirder start of time. But, like, maybe an hour later. More than 50% of your viewing audiences are located on the East Coast. The United States population is primarily East Coast. Like, what are we doing? I have no get idea. it together. I don't get it. I think <sighs> no one cares in California. They're already in bed so they can go to rehearsal tomorrow. Like they don't care no. about it at all. We care. We care. I, I, I could be up at four in the morning, but if the saw we scare because we care. You're damn right, Sully. <laughs> uh, did you also see the play in the Sixers game that B-Ball Paul made? 
which I feel like B-Ball Paul should be one no, of No, but I saw players. the clip of Underground uh, that you guys posted with the entire Wells Fargo Center chanting B-Ball Paul. B-Ball Paul. B-Ball Paul. Awesome. I love that. How that great was it? I mean, his first, his first name is Basketball. He's Basketball Paul. Damn, I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, so, ball goes off the, the rim, I think. B-Ball Paul grabs it, puts it in between his legs, gets it, and finishes it at the rack to get the bucket. I'll send you a play so you can watch it in real time. Um, because it is one of the coolest and most prolific basketball plays I've ever seen in my life. Okay. And it's B-Ball Paul. Like, he is that guy. He's out the mud. Straight out the gate. I am sending this to you right now so you can watch this and we can get your live reaction to uh to Bebop Paul. I need my live reaction to Bebop Paul. Okay. Salt of the earth. Uh, okay. Watch how this play goes through his legs. It is Bonkos. B-ball, Paul. B-ball, Paul. B-ball, Paul. Oh, my. And then he oh, finishes at the rack. Still a what? <laughs> now, you see, now you see why we were chanting his name. I would chant his name tirelessly. if a He feels like a guy you would root for. Okay. Simply because of his nickname being B-ball, Paul. Anytime you get a, a guy with a cool nickname, I'm already kind of. He's the best it. backup center Joel Embiid's ever had in his career. Well, that's dude. He found his role. If you're gonna back up Joel Embiid, you gotta do it well. That's the Paul the Reed game, game one was just magnificent. So right now, NBA playoff outlook: Sixers lead the Nets one uh, nothing in their series. Celtics lead the Hawks one nothing in their series. Knicks lead the Cavs one nothing. Uh, and then in the other game in the East, the Heat upset the Bucks in game one. Um, so that series is at least going five. Uh, then in the West, uh, Kings beat the Warriors to light the beam. They're up one nothing. Shout out to Matt Lilly, former GM of the Blue Coats. He is now one of the scouts of the Kings. Um, Lakers upset the Grizzlies one twenty eight one twelve. They're up one nothing in their series. At halftime right now, the Clippers are up fifty nine fifty four as of this recording against the Suns. Uh, and then Timberwolves Nuggets. Uh, everybody will know the final score of that one when we wake up tomorrow because it's a ten thirty p.m. Eastern time tip off. I mean, like we said, playoffs don't truly really start until Sixers Celtics. It would be the fourth time, third time of actual basketball that these two teams in the last X amount of years have met in the playoffs. They met in 2018, which was the confetti game year, which just shattered me. Um, Then I loved it. The bubble year, which doesn't doesn't count count because it's Mickey Mouse. Uh, And then what was it? 2021 i think 2021 yeah or no was it last year did did we play yeah do we play on our way to a final i think so Uh, that makes sense who else we gonna play so it's I don't remember. I think it was 20. I think it might have been last year. 
Yeah, it was 2018, 2020. Maybe we didn't play. Maybe that was the last time. It was the bubble year. Oh, then we definitely need some. Because we definitely need another series between those. Because that's gonna be a hell of a series. That's that's what TV companies want. They want Sixers Celtics to promote. Like I don't. It doesn't really. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who wins. They just need to have those two teams playing each other. I'm trying to see if there's a playoff history here that I can look at. Um, yeah, eighteen nineteen was definitely one of them. Uh, here we go. Playoff is this is what I've been looking for. Thank you. This is exactly, I don't mean to sound like Cat Williams. This is exactly what I've been waiting for. Um, yeah, so Celtics in the bubble. Celtics in 2017, 2018. And then 2011, 2012, which was pre-process. In the pre-process. Round. That was yeah, the seventh yeah. game that like the Sixers were even like lucky to be in that round. Because that was the year D. Rose got hurt and we beat the Bulls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Easy. Uh um, that's a way better team of the year. They should want it, but that's beside the point. But yeah, those were the two so yeah, this would be the third time in the last five years that it's six or Celtics. Uh that's what everyone wants. Everyone in some needs. sort of round. <laughs> any round. I just want them in any round. Yeah, the, the last five years, like the Sixers playoff opponents, it's some combination of either Heat, Celtics, Raptors, Nets, and then the Wizards and Hawks were thrown in there too. Yeah, because you need an you need an outlier. You need outliers and variables there. Which that should have been the year we fucking went all the way and we lose to the Hawks in the second round. Oh, that's brutal. Would have been brutal. Wizards Hawks, and then I think we would have played the Heat or somebody in twenty twenty one. I forget who went to the finals that year from or no, we would have played the Bucks. Yeah, I don't know if we were we were better than that Bucks team. Okay. In my opinion, but okay, I digress. That's the that's the series that broke Matt, where he didn't watch basketball for quite some time. <laughs> he just broke him. He just I can't do it. Broke I can't him. do it anymore. And yet here we are getting sucked back in. Right when suck me back right when in. When they pull me back in. Oh. No. Uh, so yeah, playoffs are underway, which is very exciting. And if it is indeed. Sixer Celtics, uh, we will have live streams with at least myself and Patty Pitts because that has to happen. That has to happen. That just has to happen. That certainly has to happen. Uh, we're going to wrap up with some NFL talk um, as the draft is next week. Getting set for that, but there are speculation nation rumors out there. Swear the trade winds are a blowing, Patty Pitts, and uh, some key NFL stars are requesting trades that have perfect fits here in Philadelphia. Uh, and it is is all brought to you by our friends over at Trophy Smack. Guys, there's no better way to upgrade your fantasy smack talk. We actually are upgrading our trophy in my long-running fantasy football league that I am a two-time champ of uh, with a trophy from Trophy Smack. Uh, so we are upgrading our fantasy smack talk. You, you guys should do the same thing by going to trophysmack.com slash underground and check out all of the belts, rings, trophies, last place awards. Yeah, you gotta and have last place. That's metal wall art. They have everything. 
trophysmack.com slash underground and upgrade your fantasy smack talk today. Trophysmack.com slash underground. Support the boys. Trophysmack.com slash underground. Uh, I'll start with a linebacker down in Tampa Bay. Devin White wants out of Tampa Bay. Everybody was like, Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. And then they saw what Devin White allegedly wants from his next contract. And they said, we're rescinding Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. Because apparently Devin White wants somewhere between 18 and $22 million a year on his next contract. Oh, I wish him the best of luck. He's a talented player. I don't know what NFL team in 2023 and beyond is going to pay a linebacker that much money. I just can't. Sorry, Devin. I would love you on the Patriots, even though I did make you in the, the nonsense world. Uh, that's too much. Bill is not going to pay that. And yeah, Kyle, I don't think the Eagles should either by any means. So The other one, which makes a lot more sense for the Philadelphia Eagles, who are looking to get a true full-blown starting safety, the one and only Mr. Rundown Man himself, because he ran down DK Metcalf, Buda Baker. I think simply because Nick Sirianni carried Jonathan Gannon's dead weight ass to the Super Bowl last year. He can at least help him by letting the Eagles acquire Buda Baker. Because it is very funny that Buda Baker all of a sudden wants to be traded as soon as Jonathan Gannon is now the head coach. Yeah, and especially after that heartfelt speech he gave on Hard Knocks last season and how I f- he, you know, it felt like he was a true, tried and true Arizona Cardinal, and now it's like, nah, I'm out. You know, that's definitely some disagreements with the head coach, and there's other issues. I know DeAndre Hopkins wants out and everything, so the Cardinals are just one giant dumpster fire right now. I, it doesn't matter where Buddha goes from, you know, the honest opinion. I just do not want to see him next year in a Cardinals jersey. Yeah, I think he's way better than that. He would be so good on this Eagles team with Desai as the defensive coordinator who likes to use, like, the safeties in a hybrid-type situation. Like, when we signed Terrell Edmonds, like, he's a perfect fit as, like, a box-type safety. Buda Baker's so versatile. And, like, the thing with the Eagles, too, is, like, they are known for having marquee leaders on the defense that just so happen to play the safety position in my entire lifetime. Like, I was born in 1993. The safeties I've known in my lifetime. Brian Dawkins, Michael Lewis, Quentin Michael. That was that iteration of my childhood. Okay. And Brian Dawkins leaves. We're looking for a Brian Dawkins replacement. Along comes the second coming, Malcolm Jenkins. Hello, how you doing? Malcolm, Rodney McLeod, dynamic duo. We win a Super Bowl with those guys. And then we have CJ Gardner-Johnson last year. And then Reed Blankenship steps up when CJ's out. Marcus Epps had a great year last year. That's why he got paid. Um, But now you need another safety. And Buda Baker would slot right in to that prolific run of safeties from my lifetime, at least. Like, there were safeties before me as well who played for the Eagles that were phenomenal. But Dawkins to Malcolm Jenkins to stopgap CJ to Buda Baker is pretty prolific. If 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 I all I know is I feel like I'm not going to like where Buda Baker ends up and it's definitely not going to be in New England. So I mean if in Philly 
I, I feel like it according just... to Jeremy Fowler, I saw reports too that the Eagles have a lot of interest. One, it's the least Jonathan Gannon can do. It is. It would be a nice thank you. Thanks President. for getting me a head coaching job. Here's the player that doesn't want to play for me that happens to be one of, if not our best defensive player. Reunite him with Hassan Reddick. Put him with Terrell Edmonds, too. Uh, nice replacement for C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You go and draft like like Jalen like Carter. That seems to be like the widespread speculation the Eagles are going to do in the first round. Pair him good. back up with Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean. Pretty good. Oh, I hate you guys having a Kobe Dean. That pretty guy, good. He's, he's going to be a weapon. <laughs> what a steal. A third round pick. How silly is that? Howie. Oh, Howie. It's very silly. I love the clip that we tend to tweet out with uh, the 50 Cent Many Men song over top of just like Howie Roseman highlights. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. I love that one. <laughs> it's so funny. Buda Baker, though, would just, he'd be so Philly. Like, we would instantly fall in love with him. Well, yeah, he's one of the best. He's passionate. Yeah, he plays, he plays hard. He's off the he's field. gritty. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Like, plus he's got such a good name. He's such Buda a good Baker. name for Philly. Like, Buda Baker is like, that's Philly. I need him in an Eagles uniform. I need it. I, I, okay. <sighs> I'll hold. I'll hold. The champ will hold his thoughts. I, I have my own little little rant that I got to go on the GG about because I would love Buda Baker. I love me some Buda. Jalen Carter's also taken uh, visits with your Lions. Good. Um, but he's also taken a visit with my Eagles. Okay. And it seems like if Jalen Carter falls to around like seven or eight, the Eagles might be trading up to go get him. Really? That's what a lot of people are thrown out there to see if it sticks. But it seems like the Eagles very much are interested in Jalen Carter. Okay. I mean, well, at least them do some... Which a lot of people said the reason Jordan Davis had such a great season, my boy Zoe, who he talked about this on the Broad and Forever live show that they had. He's a big Georgia guy. Um for rightful reasons. Shout out DeAndre Swift. Um, they said the reason Jordan Davis had such a prolific year that he did in his final year at Georgia was because teams were double and triple teaming Jalen Carter. And that allowed Jordan Davis to come through and be a wrecking ball human refrigerator. That I did not know that. So pairing those guys back up together would be pretty cool. Be pretty cool, bit. <laughs> Sure. Here's the thing too with me, like the draft comes around. I I don't watch college football, so like I don't know anything about these prospects. Neither. I don't know. I just whatever happens, that's when I dive in. It's like the Eagles drafted so and so. Okay, let me go. Let me do some research. Let me go find the experts who know about these people. Exactly. So yeah, uh, NFL draft stream more than likely happening for the first round, which will be Thursday, the twenty seventh. So a week from this upcoming Thursday, um, we'll be live in some sort of gaggle of goons breaking that all down. Not our first draft stream of the year either. DJ and I have a PLL draft stream May 9th as well. And then uh, we're full send into 
just a, a, a wild stretch run into the spring and summer. And uh, very excited for where things are right now. Everybody just relax about the fills. Vamos los Sixers. And let's Until, keep it pushing. Yeah. Let's keep Until it pushing. Also, shout out to the Union. Big comeback win uh, on Saturday night to uh, get a point in Chicago. That was very Dude. needed. They are going into the CONCACAF Champions League uh, semifinal coming up on what day is that? Tuesday, I think. Yeah, Tuesday, April 25th. Um, Union back at it for the semifinal of the CONCACAF Champions League against none other than LAFC, the team that they unfortunately lost to. Revenge game. MLS Cup. Little revenge so. game. Little revenge game. The the Champions League has been kind to the Union so far. They have um, they're they're in the final four. It's the Union, LAFC, and then Tigres, UANL, and Leon, and then uh, the Champions League final. Uh, there's two legs of that, May 31st and June 4th. So, okay. Union fighting for some heart. And it seems like Matt and I have talked about this too. Is like, you know, the Union are off to kind of a slow start uh, in regular MLS play this year. You know, coming off the MLS Cup right now, they're in 10th place. They're 2-2-4, um, two, two and four, eight oh, points. Man. So, you know, they're, they're looking to bounce back um, and get back on track. But I think the fact that they are this deep in the CONCACAF Champions League, like that's kind of taking precedent almost yeah, that would, over yeah. the regular season right now. And it's a long season. Like the, the regular season for um, the MLS runs until October. So, Oh, that's a long time. we got yeah. a long time to, to bounce back. And the Union are a team that as the season gets going, they tend to get better as the season pushes along. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I, I think the the focus right now for them is the the Champions League, which is exciting. Like that is something that they should take pride in and should focus on and uh, be dialed in for. So hopefully they handle business against LAFC, go to the Champions League final, and bring home some some silverware for the for the trophy cap. Let's do it. Uh, as we mentioned, guys, this show presented by the city of Vineland. And whether you're a company looking to expand, relocate, or are a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Vineland, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process. Their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you are considering potential locations for your operation, Contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. Make sure you guys are following us at Underground PHI on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI. We've been hella active on Instagram lately, posting clips and everything, too, from the shows. So definitely go check those out. Uh, make sure you follow Pitts on Twitter and Instagram at Pat underscore Pitts on the bird and on the gram at Pitsy35. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311 and on Instagram, KBIZZLE11. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It does go a long way for helping the show continue to grow. Helps more people find Underground Sports Philadelphia and helps us continue taking this thing to the gosh dang moon. 
It's almost been a year since we've been on YouTube as well, Pitts. Coming, Coming on that this week, our one-year YouTube anniversary of posting consistently okay. on the tube. Uh, YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Smash that like button. Ring the bell icon. Comment down below your thoughts on everything Pitts and I discussed on tonight's episode. Be a friend, tell a friend, and subscribe to the YouTube. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. Need that to happen. Pushing along. We're trying to do some really cool stuff for you guys. And in order to do that, need you guys to subscribe to the YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Also, big shout-out to Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Island for supporting the program. And go get your merch at phiapparel.co. Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all merch. It's the most effective and direct way to support us and everything we're doing here at Underground Sports Philadelphia. But this has been episode number 525 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the City of Vineland for Pitts. I'm KB. Go Phils. Go Sixers. We'll see you guys Wednesday night live. But until then, we're getting the heck up out of here, and we are signing off. Peace. I'm